0: Welcome to the GingerBets Be Good Golf Betting Podcast. First off from me, massive thank you to all of you for the kind messages, uh, texts uh, that I received over the last few days following Mr. Morikawa's stroll as it was to victory in the end. I was somewhat doubtful whether he would get the job done. I was speaking to a few of you on sunday in the early morning before um before play commenced and i was definitely a little nervous maybe there was a bit of pocket talk in that but it's very difficult for golfers to string four elite level rounds together and his iron play was certainly elite for the first three days and his putting by his own standards was a vast improvement on what we've seen over the since, since the turn of the year um, that was actually the difference uh, between him getting over the line at the weekend he put it above average and when Colin Morikawa puts above average he is going to always contend in golf tournaments and that he did he eventually strolled to victory it was a bit of a masterclass on the back nine and as I said to a close friend of mine I feel slightly bad not too bad he doesn't need me to feel bad for him, but I felt slightly bad that I doubted his ability to get the job come, done come Sunday evening. But thank you for all the kind uh, comments and uh, messages for those of you that reached out. I don't often shout about it, but having gone back to back to back weeks winning, would be really good if those of you that are getting some uh, value from the podcast can share, like, tweet as you've probably just heard uh, about it and um, and see what uh, see if we can drum up some more followers and listeners because um, it's clear that we are on a little bit of a roll heading into this week then we have the arnold palmer invitational from bay hill club and lodge and it should be a really good event i'm excited to bring you this week's preview we will follow the same format as usual, where we will discuss the course, we will look at the skill sets required to get the job done come Sunday evening, and then we will look at the top, the middle, and the bottom of the market, and bring you not only our four selections for the week, but loads of insights throughout that, uh, that throughout the next 20 minutes that might help you with your DraftKings lineups, with your outright selections, narrowing a pool of five down to two or a player pool of ten down to six for DraftKings lineups, that's what we're or that's what I'm aiming to, to, to do for you with the insights that we're able to bring. So without keeping you any longer, let's get stuck in to this week's podcast. This week, then the PGA tour comes to us from Bay Hill Club and Lodge, the state of Florida where we have the Arnold Palmer Invitational. What can I tell you about the course? Well, good news for listeners this week. We managed to win last week without any course knowledge and no data to look at. And this week we're looking at an event that is well established on the PGA Tour. One that allows me to get stuck in to lots of player data, lots of skill sets data, and lots of course data and I'm gonna bring you insights throughout the next 15, 20 minutes that should help you make your own selections. And also, why would you consider doing that, I guess, at this moment in time? Do the simple thing, just jump on the back of the ginger betch train that's flowing right now. Um, no, I say that tongue in cheek. Um, the idea is that provide enough insight for you to make your own selections and if nothing else and you're stuck and want a quick fix then follow us in blindly so the course this week we have a par 72 measuring at a circa 7500 yards from the tips it will play i'm going to take you through this shot by shot from the t-box okay we're looking at wider fairways than usual it's going to be easier for the tour pro to hit these fairways than it is the average event on tour which tells you if you're looking at players that have huge distance, hit it miles but be a bit wayward off the tee, I wouldn't be ruling them out this week at all because driving distance as we will come on to will definitely be a key factor. So off the tee the course looks fairly easy, fairly open, fairways are there for the taking then we get to the second shot, what happens then? The players look up, they look at that pin, they see it's tucked, they know it's hard to get to, they're gonna have to have discipline, they're gonna have to play for green in regulations. And the second shots on this golf course are definitely where the challenge lies. Obviously, there will be scrambling importance this week. The course isn't got the easiest greens on tour to hit, they're actually harder than average, which tells you again, that majority of players will be missing these greens, you know 30 40 percent of the time they're going to be scrambling so that's going to be a key step that determines the week winner this week we will come on to that and then finally when they get to that putting service they are on their favoured Bermuda greens which will be a welcome relief to many of the players as they uh, continue from last week on the the, the more favoured putting services surfaces should I say so that's the course it's going to play easy off the tee it's going to be a challenge approaching the pins you're going to have to scramble well i expect the winning score to be around 13 to 16 under par but there's a big caveat in that the wind and the weather in florida can make a huge difference to scoring like we saw last year when Tyrrell hatton was the victor at um, around four under par is what I'm saying off the top of my head. I'm frantically looking now to see if that's correct. Oh, I don't pre-record any of this. It was, right, there we go. So, um, you know, the last, last year was an anomaly, but if we look back prior to that, we're looking at scores of around 13 under, 14 under, 17 under, 19 under, that's where I expect it to be again this week. The field isn't as strong as it has been for this event in the past. So that's the course, we've touched on the skill sets, let's iron out what the five key skill sets are gonna be this week to lift that trophy aloft come Sunday evening. Like you will be coming accustomed to now, the skill set section is broken down into the five key categories that I believe will determine the winner come Sunday evening. And this week it is fairly straightforward we are going to be looking at driving distance. I believe hitting the ball miles this week is going to be an advantage. It's certainly not going to be a hindrance. So I'm definitely going to consider players that hit the ball certainly far and hopefully not too wide. An extension of that, general tee to green performance. So this will take in strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained on approach, combine a multitude of those factors and give us a strokes gained T to green comparison against the field, and I will be looking at players that are in form in that respect. I want a player this week that is showing me signs of good quality ball striking form. Not going back too far, recent times. That's what I wanna see, and I encourage you to look for that when narrowing down your player pools, if not following these selections blindly. Next off, greens in regulation. The greens are gonna be hard to hit. Roughly speaking, the players are gonna hit around 60, the winner, 60 to 70% of greens, which means they're gonna be scrambling a lot of the time. But the higher the green in regulation stat, If you look at some of the winners here, we talk about Tiger in 2012, first in greens in regulation. We talk about Leishman 2017. We talk about every, we talk two time winner in 14, 15, each time they're in the top five in green in regulations, if not leading it. So that stat is one you need to consider this week. And I've done that for you. Then we have scrambling. As I've said, greens are not easy to hit here. On the average PGA Tour event, the winner might be hitting 75% plus of greens, but not this week. There's only one winner in the last 10 years that has hit more than 75% of greens in regulation. So scrambling is gonna be a key factor. Maybe not the most important point, but one that I want to build in to my portfolio as I look at all the data throughout the week and that I have done. And then finally, we want a player that is showing hot hot form with that putter in hand. Why? Because this event definitely needs you to put well. If you look at last year's winner, Tyrrell Hatton, he's a top quality putter. You look at Tiger who's dominated this event, um, Rory Streaky. Not saying they're all standout putters, but definitely gonna have to put well this week. So I want someone in a bit of form that's not shown me uh, much decline in their putting performance, regardless of the surface in the last uh, 12, 24 rounds. So, they're the five skill sets. We've got driving distance, we've got tee to green performance, we've got greens in regulation, we've got scrambling, and then we've got an element of putting with a bias towards the Bermuda Bermudagrass surface surfaces. Now we've covered the course. Now we know what the player might look like. Time to bring you these four outright selections for this week and the headline pick. Let's get stuck in to the market review. Rory McElroy then heads the market. He opened up at 10 to one. That was quickly snapped up. I actually took a bit of 11 to one, 11.5 on the exchanges on Sunday evening when the market first opened. I'm happy to get out of that bet um, and, and uh, let the, fr- the, the free, uh, free opportunity ride throughout the tournament. He's not a selection for me this week, but I couldn't believe that he opened up at that price it was definitely too big. Markets corrected itself. I expect him to probably get shorter. I think he goes off seven to one uh, with the majority of firms come Thursday. Right, well, there are seven players in this eight to one to 20 to one section. They are Rory, Victor Hovland, Bryson DeChambeau, Tyrrell Hatton, Patrick Reed, Sun and Mats Fitzpatrick. We have one selection. I'm gonna save him to last. Let me give you my thoughts on those other players in that, in, in that price band. First off, Victor Hovland. He's available at 11-1. to 1. For me, it's easy to pass over him this week. Why? Well, let me tell you. Dead simple. Victor has tests that will suit him equally as well throughout the season that he will be... that aren't put in contests. His game will translate well to those tracks, but the field will be slightly stronger. He'll be available at 28-1, to 33-1, 35-1, with eight places, and I'm more... Uh, Happy. I'm happier, should I say, I'm not even more happy. <laughs> happier to dial in at those prices than I am at the 11-1 to 1 this week. He he could contend, but I'm no problem watching him go and waltz to a four-stop victory without my money on him at 11-1. to 1. Better opportunities lie ahead. Bryson DeChambeau, this was a lot harder for me to pass over. We've been on him the last two weeks. I've probably been on him the last three or four or five weeks. I'm a massive fan of Bryson. A lot more generous off the tee this week definitely enables him to uh, let loose with that driver, get himself into good positions close to the pin and attack what will be difficult pin positions. When you're gonna be coming in from where Bryson is, that means accessing them is a lot easier. So if you're a fan of Bryson, I wouldn't put you off, from, but you know, I'm uh, gonna struggle to tip him up three weeks in a row. He did let us down last week and I'm gonna pass over him for outright selections this week do include him in your DraftKings lineups though guys really do patrick Reed again happy to um, to pass over this week at 20 to 1. i don't think the course suits his game uh, ideally and i think better tests lie ahead for patrick he'll be available much like victor at 33 to 1 possibly 40 to 1 for bigger more uh, events throughout the year that are more suitable to his skill set so 20 to 1 this week happy to pass over sunjay im again Definitely think he has a chance this week, but he finished mid-pack last week, didn't quite kick on. His game might need to improve somewhat to get over the line this week. And I even know he has an unbelievable Florida performance. I think he lies third in the last five years in strokes gained across all facets of his game uh, on the Florida swing. Not sure who the first two are, but I've seen that statistic thrown around golf Twitter over the last couple of weeks. He is definitely a player that could win, but I'm happy to pass over him. Where does that leave us? It leaves us with the first selection of the week, and that is Tyrrell Hatton. Tyrrell comes in at second in my rankings this week and in my models, and I'm happy to dial into him at 16 to 1. Well, if Xander Shoffley was here, Xander would probably be 8 to 1, and Tyrrell's a better player, and he'd be double the price. I also think Tyrrell's got more. Uh, potential this week than Victor Hovland and I'm happy to take the extra five points His putting is world class. He got the job done in tough conditions last year and regardless of how it plays this week, whether there's no win, Tyrrell has the ability to go low and he also has the ability to dig in now. His attitude has improved immensely over the past 12, 18 months and his game is much more consistent. Despite the fact that he didn't start off well in previous weeks, he bounced back well and his statistics weren't awful. I'm backing Tyrrell Hatton to bounce back and do what Matt Every did at the Arnold Palmer invitation and a bit like Ginger Betts have done and go back-to-back winners. First selection of the week, Tyrrell Hatton. I have a feeling you may need to lower the volume on your uh, listening devices because I really got into Tyrrell Hatton there, didn't I? Um, No, I um, I apologize if I got a bit excited for you all there, but really really I'm keen on Tyrrell. He's not the headline selection though. That's coming to you. And it's not even coming to you this section. It's coming to you in the big bad boy outside section. So I have a headline tip at 70 to 1. Seventy. Yeah, you heard it right. Seventy to one. So, middle middle range. We are considering players from twenty to one, all the way through to fifty to one. Now, bear with me because there are so many players to talk about here. But I just want to do a little brain dump on you and explain a few things. As mentioned in previous podcasts. I'm backing a lot more players than maybe I tip on the outright uh, section. It'd look a bit of a fool if I backed uh, 12 selections, 14 selections on the podcast, but just to give some background on the exchanges and putting money into a pool of players uh, as the market opens, trying to get at the top end of that and looking to trade out of the event completely for a profit uh, prior to the off. Something that's been going very well for some time now. So there are players that aren't gonna be selections because of the price I cannot recommend. So first example, he would have been a tip. Um, you know, there'll be listeners that have had this text to them on Sunday night from me. I was looking at this player. I wanted 55 to one, 50 to one with eight places. Um, I got a bit of 75 on the exchange, outright only win. But Jason Cockrack, he is so popular this week. He's been tipped up by everyone. He's now as low as 35 to one, guys. I cannot tip him up at that price, but. I do believe he has a live chance. So for DraftKings purposes, these are the players: Jason cockra been hammered in the betting; Louis Osteen, one in a bit of fifties, been hammered in the betting, as low as thirty to one; Frankie Molinari, as low as twenty-eight to one. These are players; they're the prices contracted. And just want to explain that for those reasons only, they're too short for me to recommend when I'm delivering this podcast on Tuesday. If I could have got it out to you Monday morning, they'd have been my tips potentially, or certainly Cockcraft would have been. Cockcrack would have been a tip. I'm clear on that. But the price wasn't there, so I'm missing him for podcast purposes. Right. Other players and my second selection in this price range. His stats are off the charts Okay, in terms of ball striking. His putting isn't great, but I'm willing to throw him in this week because I've not been on board this player ever before in his career. Second tip of the week, Will Zalatorius. Most of you out there may not have heard of him, but he's a young gun that hit the scene around 18 months ago, two years ago. I actually recall a podcast on here that i recorded at one of the major events i believe he's paired with adam scott i max bet adam scott in the third or fourth round in the two ball against him and i remember saying he's playing against some kid that i've never heard the name of don't know anything about he's not going to compete with a major champion yeah he competed he beat him he turned him over in that round i remember it vividly i've never been on board will but this week is the first week, and let me tell you why. He is third in my model. Tyrell Hatton lied second. He's third in my model. He is third in strokes gained approach over the last 24 rounds. He's second in green in regulations gained over the last 24 rounds. He's 11th in tee to green overall in the last 24 rounds. And his proximity stats are also dialed in where he leads the field. Sorry, second in approach play from over 150 yards. And let me tell you, at Bay Hill Club and Lodge, there are plenty of those approach shots. So my second selection this week, and for the first time ever for me, I'm dialing into Will Zalatorius, so if I still have your attention, we have two selections to go through and they come to you from the big priced outsider section, 50 to 1 and above, the bits you're all waiting for. Who are they? Well, let's get to it. The first and the headline selection comes to you from the 50 to 1 price range and above He is Harris English. Harris English is this week's headline selection. Why? Very similar to last week. Going back, look. Going back to Christmas, people would have thought Harris English major champion this year. He has the potential to win a major championship. Certainly, the two uh, uh, Kiowa Island and Torrey Pines. I believe that Harris English does have the game to win major championships. And if we went back to this field like a bit like Colin, if we went back six, eight weeks, he'd have probably been 20-1, to 25-1. His form has dipped, and that means that the market is underestimating him, in my view. He has definitely got as much chance as Billy Horschel, as Frankie Molinari, as Mark Leishman, as Kevin Na, as Max Homer. I'm pretty sure, even though Max is a recent winner, I'm pretty sure on a test that's about ball striking, that Harris English could come through for us. And I just think he's too big a price. You know, don't get me wrong, if he underperforms this week, he's going to stay at this price range, but he's going to be under close consideration for me while he's available at these prices. He sits uh, high up in my models, he's slightly out of form, but so was Colin Morikawa, and that didn't stop him. So, the headline selection is Harris English. The fourth and final selection of the week. We've been on Cam Smith. We've been on other Aussies, Adam Scott, earlier on the season. We're gonna go to another up and coming Aussie character by the name of Cameron Davis. It's his first time at this event, but I'm willing to speculate that his game will stand up to the test. He is a great ball striker. He sits in the top 10 for strokes gained tee to green in the, last tw- uh, in the last 24 rounds. He sits in the top 10 in my overall rankings. He sits 14th in approach play. He's not the best scrambler, but he does sit in the top 30. So he sits in the top 20% of the field this week. I'm more than happy to dial in to Cameron Davis to break his PGA Tour maiden tag this week. Like Tyrrell Hatton did last year on the PGA Tour winning the Arnold Palmer Invitational. I think there's lots of upside. I think we're going to read about this player in years to come. And I don't think that 70-1 to this week. Each way with 8 places available at William Hill. Standout price this week from William Hill. Take it, Cameron Davis will definitely win tournaments and I think he will go close this week to winning the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So a quick wrap from me, we have Tyrrell Hatton, the first time ever, Will Zalatorius for myself, Harris English who had similar tact to Colin Marokawa, just feeling slightly overpriced and could return to form and surprise a few folk and then speculation this one it's his first time at the event but cam davis certainly has a chance of winning i think his game suits and they are my four selections for the week as ever if you've enjoyed the podcast guys please do share it like it comment wherever you can i'd be grateful to get a few more listeners and if we can't do it now then it might never happen because we are definitely on a roll thank you for listening and if nothing else Be good.